It's Baxi's Musical Podcast. Welcome back to Baxi's Musical Podcast. You are in for a hell of a ride today with my guest Fritz Fox from the Mutants. You know, in the 1960s, the city of San Francisco, California, was a center of American counterculture. It was a hub city for the hippie movement, hate Ashbury, anti-war protests, free love, a bunch of other shit. And then there was also the music, which was the connecting piece for all of it. And all of that's been well documented over the last 55 years. But as some of you know, this wouldn't be the last time that San Francisco would host another important cultural movement in which music would become its defining legacy. In the mid-1970s, the earliest seeds of punk music had become already well-established in cities like New York. But within the next couple of years, punk music would be exploding in places like Washington, D.C., and Boston, and Chicago. But in California, the spread of punk rock, particularly in L.A. and San Francisco, were still very much underground. It's almost as if the kids of California were dying to shed that hippie and Laurel Canyon singer-songwriter stuff and punch it right in the face and claim something for their own. And that's what made it so much damn fun. But make no mistake, punk just didn't suddenly hit California. The underground had been there for a while. And from that underground movement came a groundswell of punk that would restore Los Angeles and San Francisco as cultural center points. Eventually, the music and the crowd started to take a very different turn. Punk would go from the Ramones wanting to sniff some glue in New York to radically more intense and more socially critical music. And while this music was perhaps less commercial than Blondie or the Talking Heads, some of it is really fantastic. And it would be an important shift in the climate as suddenly punk rock seemed more dangerous and threatening to the rest of American society. And while the music may not seem all that subversive by today's standards, in the late 70s and early 80s, the West Coast punk bands were seen as a serious decline in Western civilization. In Los Angeles, you had bands like the Runaways, the Germs, the Weirdos, X, the Dickies, and the Go-Go's. And in San Francisco, you had bands like the Dead Kennedys, the Offs, the Nuns, Crime, and the Mutants. Later, these bands would inspire bands like Black Flag and the Circle Jerks, the Minutemen, and the Adolescents and the Descendants and many others. And those bands would go on to influence other great bands like Guns N' Roses and Metallica and Anthrax. Some of those early bands may not be entirely household names, but their influence was significant and still felt today, not just musically, but historically as well. And among those playing an essential role in that history were the Mutants. The Mutants were a wildly popular San Francisco band that led the art rock side of the San Francisco punk scene. Notorious for their over-the-top stage shows, it would be the Mutants that were selected as the opening act for the first American tour for Joy Division in 1980, a tour which sadly never happened following the suicide death of Ian Curtis just days before the tour was about to begin. They were also the opening act for what is now one of the most famous punk shows of all time, the Napa State Mental Hospital with the Cramps. The Mutants were involved in a bunch of other legendary moments as well, and their music is finally getting a well-deserved second look. They've just released a brand-new retrospective called Curse of the Easily Amused. The album looks back at their music from 1977 through 1984 and includes songs that have never been available up until now, and it is fantastic. My guest today is one of the legendary lead singers for The Mutants, Fritz Fox, on Baxi's musical podcast. (laughs) 
vaccine. Hey, <laughs> Fritz, how are you? Hey, man. I'm fine. Nice to see you. Good to, good to see you. How you been? I've been good. I've been really good, actually. Uh, there you Oh, there you uh, go. There we go. There you go. Good to see you. <laughs> I'm just as happy than I thought, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you look good. I wish I looked as good as you. You look great. Well, yes, you're right. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Hey, this is this is really exciting for me because uh, not only have I you know I've been a fan of the mutants for a while, but this just came in today, the new album, and I was so excited about about talking to you about this because, you know, the one and only album that I have is, is fun terminal. And I've had it for, for years. And then to realize there's been music out there by the mutants that's been sitting out there for years in some ways, really undiscovered. Tell me uh, about the new record and how this, uh, this came to be. The, well, the new, the, there's, there's this woman, uh, her name is, is Ivy. She's from, uh, from North beach and, in San, in San Francisco, and she's a great fan of ours, and uh, I really loved her and stuff. And she, and she loved the mutants, and and she liked me. And I go, uh, and she's so smart, man. She was smart. So uh, <laughs> I, uh, I go like, you know, I'm I'm writing a screenplay, and it's called The Man from Omicron, and I this alien who is not necessarily human but is it travels from the strat you know goes through all the spears and the flat finds himself uh in in the mission district like six in natoma street and uh <laughs> he's fucked up he's got, like really doesn't know how to talk you know human and it's uh and he he just sees Every everything he imitates, everything he sees, you know. He sees like kids walking down this the street. The first thing he sees is kids walking down the street, jumping, jumping, and jumping, and you know, and they're jumping all the way down down the alley. And then he get he gets up from his stupor of falling through all the spears, the atmosphere, <laughs> and finally smack dab in the concrete. You know, it looks like a like one of the winos there, you know. <laughs> and uh, I had a studio there. So uh, he uh, he starts imitating people. So okay, uh, I be I said I'm I want to. This is a science fiction film. It's a uh, an adaptation of a of a, a of a movie that I saw. Uh, about a man from a planet called Omicron, and uh, and I and this is this is what I have, you know. I had <laughs> I had Sally was my star. I, I I fell in love with Sally, and uh, I I I couldn't, you know. I, I just wanted to do uh, you know crazy things with her, not really uh, sexual, but but funny, just be with her because. She is my inspiration, and I told her I'm gonna make her a star. You know? <laughs> and so I gave her the, the part as a as a woman lead in the man from Omicron, and the character was uh, X XOF01. 
as Fox 10 backwards. Yeah, I, it should have made, it should have been nine, but I, I uh, nine is a great number. Oh, man, I love nine. But I should have had it, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. And um, I just, I, mean, I don't know what to do with, you know, I, I mean, I'm having, having trouble. She says, oh, you just got to get higher, man. You got to get, you know, Smoke some more hunter, you know, get get loaded, get loaded. And <laughs> you're better on stage, especially, you know, you're better when you're when you're loaded. I go, oh well. Anyway, so she always said stuff, she's like, your band is is like curse of the easily amused, the simplest. Uh, stupid things, you know, just <laughs> you know, getting your attention and you, and you pay too much attention to that. <laughs> anyway, anyway uh, uh, that was, uh, she put, she put care, she passed away and God bless her. I miss her. I think about her quite often. And she said, uh, you know, you're, you're just doomed. You, you have the, you're cursed, you know, the curse of the easily amused, everything. <laughs> And stuff and and that's where that's where I uh, uh, homage to her, but um, also there's all, all kinds of other people like our our, our bass player passed away, uh, Paul, and uh, he uh, he he was he was great. I miss him, and I wanted to just didn't, he didn't know that that I think he was great, and I feel bad about his death, and probably always will. But uh, anyway, I, I don't know what I'm talking about. What, I rambled on. Basically, with your fault, I just rambled on. Yeah, I guess, I guess. You so. let me go. You let me go. You can't do that. <laughs> you know what? That's fine. I'm happy to yeah. let you. I'm happy to let you to, to go on and, and, and answer whatever you want. But and I ran I, I ran. I ran off my mouth with... Uh, with with uh, Joe G- Gershon uh, yesterday in the interview, and he just like, <laughs> and my wife was standing here, Cynthia was standing here, and say, "Shut the fuck up, let some." Speak. <laughs> well, you're going like this. She said, "Not again, man." That I I no, I'm I'm telling you, you've got to have time. Uh, for you to talk you're the funny one here i don't know about th- i don't know about that but uh but it's no, you are man <laughs> <laughs> well the thing about the mutants that i've always felt is is true and i actually i mean there's a number of bands that, that i think kind of fall into this i mean you guys were to me pigeonholed as a punk band but i never heard you that way you know to me this was just a great rock band with songs that were that were fun funny and interesting and and real clever and to me that's kind of what separated the mutants from what punk would become especially in you know los angeles and and san francisco where it would become harder and angrier and perhaps more violent i never saw the mutants that way at all i i you know to me you know the opening track of the new record is party to me that's what the mutants were all about oh that god that was uh you you think we're gonna sing that on stage, man? That's you know, the girls are going, no, no way. Come on. I go, this is like it's ragtag, it's not, you know, and stuff like so we uh we tried a couple of times and it didn't and they weren't their their hearts weren't in it, but God bless them, man. They really came alive on the later on down the line. We're lucky to have dames in our band. 
You know what I mean? Mm. God, I mean, if if you if you got a if there's not a female persona, you know, run you know running around you know, and and having that, <laughs> oh God, I just love it so much. I feel like that's why I'm fortunate, you know, that I, I that we're I'm lucky enough to have girls. I'm not I'm the band's lucky enough to have girls in the band. But that's what it is. And when Sue and Sally left for a while, they they quit the band for a while. And uh, and they were serious and uh, you know I, I go how you know how how could you how could you do that you know and okay and you're so pop you know pop, popular and everything it's like ah oh, man we're not gonna survive and be like, oh we're gonna play music man we're gonna play music god damn it you know like and I don't know we pull ourselves up you know Four decades we've been together, Bix. I mean, that says something about how, you know how much fun you guys must be having when you're performing this music. Because I mean, it just. The, I mean, I've seen a few videos of of you guys on stage, you know, some of the older videos, and it looks like so much fun at a time when some of that music was starting to get almost like too serious, and 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 before things started to get you know you really really pissed off, you guys were putting on a show and having a blast doing it. To me, that's the whole. <laughs> point of starting oh, a band oh man did you get the, the fat man show we did the fat man show i go i go like uh damn i like to have a night you know something nice to wear on the stage you know you know i go, and I, go I go to the to the uh goodwill and stuff and i, and I go man that's a hell of a suit you know i like it and <laughs> <laughs> like I, I'm in the short, short men's association, so clothes, you know, can be uh, too big for me. And I, I, and I go like, you know what? It's this is a uh, an op- an opportunity, you know, like, uh, you know, he, so much of a of a thing dressing for you know to be front man on the stage, and I always plotted my tail, you know, gonna be cool, being <laughs> nervous, and you know, I, uh, so I said, yeah, I like that. I could buy a big suit, you know, <laughs> and, uh, is it in the band? And, you know, no one said anything, but so you know, I go like, wow, I just tuck a pillow here and there, you know, <laughs> I had pillows up, you know, on my ass and stuff, you know, <laughs> they're sticking the pants out. Like I had, like I had a, you know, a great butt, you know, <laughs> and, uh, listen why don't uh i want to do a fat man show fat man show you know and and uh everybody you know put you know fat fatten yourselves up with cushions and everything just make yourself look ridiculously <laughs> lucky Sally and Sue did man they said oh what yeah we <laughs> do that I, oh, one of the videos I saw she was I forget I, I, whether it was Sally or Sue I, you'll have to forgive me on that one one of them was wearing a fat suit and and it it, it looked <laughs> it looks ridiculous but I mean honestly the the that was a part of the appeal of yeah. of the mutants. It's like you didn't know what was coming up on on, on in a show. Showmanship means something, and when you're having yeah. a great time, it's infectious. 
I know, and, and you got to season in a little argument too. There's got to be a little bit of time in which you can argue. And I, you know, my, uh, uh, no, no, man, was, well, uh, it's it's transferring over to you know, like they're gone, but you know, and they won't play any more shows. They told me that you know, whatever the money's right, you know, something that happened big. No, uh, but anyway. I don't, you know, think, you know, that this is going to be like the greatest uh, thing in my life, you know, having, uh, but there's, you know, there's only going to be one in- interview, you know, that I'll have with you. Right. And ho- hopefully, I, you know, I'll, I'll have with, more with you, but because um, uh, I, I, I love your sense of humor. And I was wondering, you know, like, what what do you guys do to keep to keep the jokes going all the time, man? You and Steve and Dave and Steve. Oh, you would listen. You would listen to the, the radio show. Wow. Well, I mean, yeah. one, I've been doing it forever. So I've been doing it for thirty five years. And the other part is, you know, by that time in the morning, five thirty in the morning, I've been up for two and a half hours. I've had all the coffee I can possibly drink. I'm usually. <laughs> I'm usually ready to go. I'm I, I'm I'm ready to rip. Yeah, yeah I love I love the mornings. I do best work, you know, <laughs> in, in the morning. Yeah, I can I do creative things in the morning, and it's like a time that you know, like okay, I, I I'm gonna get up be, much before Cynthia's up, and I'm gonna start my day, you know, and uh, I will uh, I I take I'll take out my harmonicas and play, you know, play yeah. blues and play blues and play blues and play blues and play blues. I said, and uh, oh, there's another thing, you know, punk mu- punk music. Uh, yeah. I, I did. I the way I looked at it, to me, it had to be. Uh, well, it's a form of the blues. It's an urban blues, and it's a form of the blues, and and that's the way I'm going to treat it, you know. Except, you know, that kind of thought doesn't work on stage when people say, I want to try to fucking beat me fast. I can, <laughs> I can jump and spit, you know, I can look at you. I need something really fucking neurotic. Give me some neurotic. Neuroses. want to see neurotic. You know, I was like, I go, uh, man. And I go like, uh, ooh, you know, I, I love to be able to to, to sing uh, like uh, like Frank Sinatra, you know. Those bossa novas he did with Carl Antonio Carlos Jobim, the the wave. Oh my God, what a beautiful song with Frank Sinatra singing on that. I go, man, and I I play that. I play the bossa nova. I'm here in Maine, you know, and uh, walk around and just. Uh, singing, you know, I, I sing everything, every bossa nova song that I'm hearing, and I go like, man, I wish the band we need to be, you know, would be hearing this and we'd be working something together, you know, like, well, here you are, Fritz in Maine, and there, uh, San Francisco, and uh, uh, I mean, just what kind, of, you know? How'd you find yourself in Maine? I got, I got, I got married, and uh, you know, I found somebody that was. Um, this woman uh, loved me for uh, who I was, you know, and appreciated what I wanted to do. And I didn't have the dough and nothing, you know, but I was, uh, I was working hard. I was living in New York. And I met her and she recognized me from a show. 
<laughs> their friend, uh, her friend, um, uh, Ann Colachitas, had dragged her to a show, and she dragged her to a show, and she saw the mutants, and she said, she said, I, uh, that, you know, she kind of liked me, and she was attracted to me. Well, boom, skip till uh, many, many, many years later, I moved to New York in 19... Uh, 78, and, and I, uh, no, I didn't, excuse me, excuse me, 19, 1989, and I, and I've been living in, in New York, and in 1995, uh, I, I was working at a bakery delivering bread to restaurants and stuff, and I, I got into a band with a guy named Von Berglund, and we, we would, uh, and Couple guy, you know, some New New York guys. We called ourselves Pook, and we wrote really, really weird songs. <laughs> you know, one like one drop of water for all the world. You know, <laughs> the bird sings with his fingertips. You know, <laughs> oh, 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 uh, congratulations, planet Earth. We are so very proud of you. No, you made your mistakes. What the hell? We made ours too. <laughs> yeah, it, was like a, it was like an Earth Day song. You know? like, oh man, oh man, that was fun. One of the things that that you know I was reading about, and I also saw you know video on on YouTube. And the more I dove into the the mutants a little bit, uh, you know, the idea of you doing shows with the Cramps makes all the sense in the world and the idea of you guys doing a show at the napa state hospital uh which was a mental uh, a mental hospital back uh, back then that had to be maybe the greatest show there ever was no shut the fuck up man (laughs) come on just the just the idea just the idea of the mutants and the cramps playing in front of a bunch of mentally ill people you almost have to wonder well who's more disturbed the musicians or the crowd that had to be just a, an amazing amazing day uh, it was uh, it was uh it was neurotic <laughs> and profound it was neurotic yeah. and profound and uh yeah i look at people's faces you know and you human beings, you know, we have no right to look at somebody and start, you know, wondering what their inner thoughts or is or not. That's none of our our business. It's the language, you know, that's the dialectic between two people. But there, no, people were looking at each other. It was, uh, you know, like a, a picnic of people just like watching each other and stuff and and. And that, and I, and then I, I realized that you know I look at somebody like some of these inmates, and I'd smile, you know, like, <laughs> you know, and uh, and it was like, oh god, it was like, they, like they got a drink of water or something, you know, and they smile back at you, you know, and uh, and I go, you know what, <laughs> I go, you know, I'm I'm pretty empty-headed a lot of the times, you know, too, you know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, you don't have to have a thought in your mind every minute of every second of the day, you know, you can be out there, you know, floundering around, you know, the mind is, 
is, you know, needs like a little break too, you know? And that's what I felt in the, the afternoon and I was like, I, we got to play. And, and, and so I, uh, I was there and I was like, um, and I would look, Sally had uh, given me a, a a little piece of paper, like blotter paper. Mm -hmm. And it was, um, you look at it really closely, you know, like, and it was um, just a little thing. And it was a, a profile of Jerry Lewis. Uh, and she, she goes, here, take this. And I go, <laughs> I go, I go what? I tell her, you know, cool, man. What is that? You have to take that. Go, go ahead, take it. You know, I, I goes all right, you know, and all the way on the bus, uh, I was uh, uh, singing and you know pretending that I was like a, a, a star. So I felt really, you know, nice. Yeah, you know, we're on a bus, and they got the bus for us, and we're going out to the country and stuff. And I then, you know, I'd probably been drinking the night before, and I kind of had a hangover. And when you get a hangover, you know, and you're out with people, you know, like. Uh, your emotional self is on goes right to the front of your skin and you know like and everything ooh, you know, or your laugh and you every you know the uh, you know, so I, I was on the on the bus with her and I was saying um I'll take New York in June. How about you? You know, I was singing like corny old songs that I had heard and stuff. And and her she go or trying to ignore me, you know, but I was just, uh, I just wanted to perform, you know, I want to perform yeah. and dig, you know, dig me, man. I'm here <laughs> for you, you guys, you know, I was like, I, I was like, don't you want me? Oh man, I, uh, but that was, that was what that was about. And I got, I got very, 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 uh, in, in, intoxicated uh, I did not with the drinking but from that little piece of paper and uh it was deep and it was it was kind of weird and you know and, and I, I I looked at uh Lux Interior I go man now there's a lead singer I would no say to myself, now there's a lead singer man look at that that guy is ready to go and he's handsome enough that he can pull it off, you know, <laughs> and he's, he's tall. He's a tall guy. You know, I'm going like, Oh, I would like to, uh, you know, be like, and I really, I really like, I, I still do, you know, I, uh, I still, you know, think about him sometimes when I'm on the stage, you know, he was a very good Dex. He was very, he was very talented, you know. Yeah, the, I mean, the, the the cramps are were fantastic, and it, and you know, obviously with with his death, I mean that that band is no longer a, a functioning unit. I don't know if people realize how fantastic the cramps were, and then you know, and again, cramps get the credit for that one particular show at the Napa State Hospital, but it's the mutants that open it. So the first couple of seconds of that show had to be, you know, for the people in the crowd and or and the uh, the staff had to be. I, it, I, it had to be a hell of a scene. I can't even wrap my head around what it must have been like in the first few seconds. I'm not sure if they had any idea what they were getting themselves into. Oh, man. We had, we had some people with us, you know. Vicky was there, I think. Vicky Schrott, God bless her. She was wonderful. And um, they, uh, 
they were like uh i i had a really good time really good time uh doing that that was uh i think joe reese set that up something but that was uh really something it was an opportunity you know to touch people and i think then i realized that you know uh there's lots of places we could play uh, uh, we could we could do that you know we could be as long as we could appeal to people's reality you know as long as we can appeal to their reality and show them um a little bit of uh i'm preaching buddhism or not on you know you know people and show them you know happiness show them ha let help them experience happiness and not uh you know absolute happiness but a happiness that you know feeds their spirit yeah. and their soul and leads them towards uh toward, towards uh, hap ha you know toward, towards more happiness and then uh, it's like a road path you know and that's all uh music can, can really do do for people is you know the that that's the highest that's the highest thing you know it's it's very cool to hear you say that because i think the reputation of the mutants as a live band you know it's kind of legendary in, in a way we talked about that already one of the things that i've heard and i don't entirely agree with this many people say that in the first record fun terminal as good of a record as that is and it's a solid rock and roll record that the record didn't really reflect what you guys were all about. It didn't sound like like the band would sound live, and that it was a it was kind of a hard record to make because it it didn't really reflect fully what you guys were all about. But at the end of the day, I, to me, it's one of, it's one of the most underrated and undervalued records of the early '80s. Oh man, thank you. That's well, I mean nice, that. I mean, nice to hear it. So, how tell me about making that record i mean you guys have been around for a while and then you had a couple of you know singles out a couple seven inches that that came out but what was it that was so difficult about that about fun terminal the the, the mutants were we had made stuff we'd gone to some recording studios and uh we had some failures and but we kept the you know the the recordings uh, uh and we, we kept that stuff there's a guy named Pete, uh, Keith Berenger, uh, anyway, a good friend of Brendan's, right? And he got all of this material together, or he got, you know, collect, uh, versions of it and stuff. And uh, then he, he uh, compiled it, put it together, and had some, uh, some CDs printed of it, you know, many, as a matter of fact. And uh, the band, we, but that time we were just like, hey, you know, maybe we didn't make it, but we had some fun, yada, yada, yada. So it, we're just like kicking back, you know. Uh, I was writing, a, I, you know, I got into writing screenplays and stuff, and uh, I wanted to do that. And uh, Brendan uh, was new uh, and stuff, and Ivy passed away. We wanted to have a bene uh, a benefit for her, you know, to pay homage to her. So we got together, and uh, my wife now this was in this uh, way, this was way back uh, in the early two 
thousands. We all got together and we had a, a, a show at uh, Skips, I think, in, in, in San Francisco. And um, it was a very good show. And then we got together and started playing more shows and more shows. And then uh, the band broke up, the girls left. So I, I said, well, so we break up. You know, do you want to do that, Brandon? No, I, 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 I didn't even have it in my mind that I wanted to break up at all. I just wanted to keep playing. And I said, well, I'll just, I'm just going to sing. I'll be the lead man singer, you know. We went on and on and on, and then we got more girls. And we got uh, uh, Mia. She was in the uh, the uh, the wild wild women frightwig. She's in frightwig. She's beautiful. She's very uh, gorgeous young lady. And uh, then uh, we had to get somebody, you know, another person too. So uh, we got uh, uh, Connie Champagne. Uh, did you ever hear her? No, I don't know did if you? I have. Okay, I'll, I'll give you a description of her. She is uh, yeah, re really cute and everything. Uh, she dances uh, wildly. Like I saw that we played at the American Music Hall recently. <laughs> okay. And there, she was like, you know, <laughs> like, but, but she... But she sings incredible, incredible. Yeah. She hit not and she she has a little thing that she does in when uh, uh, a, a Judy Garland review, you know, and and uh, she 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 does that. That's, that's her another show. But she sings with uh, with the musicians and um, also uh, Mia Simmons. She's great. So we've been. That's what we have now. These girls and. Also, I, uh, Lizzie, a girl, a girl named Lizzie, not at, not Lizzie. And I just, uh, we played a place at the bottom of the hill and, uh, and I was uh, living in uh, Denver, in Silver, in Silver Plume, near Denver, in Silver Plume. So we got a, a, a show in San Francisco at the Greater Music Hall. And I went to this place and I had names you know, uh, printed, uh, not printed, but embossed on a, you know, uh, you know, a tag like this. Sure. I had his name. Well, your name I tag. said, yeah, okay. I said, uh, yeah, name tag, name tag. Yeah. For <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm happy to help, Fritz. I'm happy to help. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not letting, I'm not giving you enough time to speak. <laughs> no, I got to stop it right now. I'm, um, but I, I give them a name tag. So we each had a name tag, on, you know, on our coast. I, I, it's been a while since we had any practice. I went to practice and I says, okay, here we go. This is the big gimmick of the show. You know, we're not going to come out in fat suits. You know, we're not going to have a big thing of fish they're going to throw on the audience. <laughs> we're not going to do any of these, you know, things. We're just going to have... Uh, our name tags here because now we play so good that they might want to know our name. <laughs> you know? <And> so, <laughs> so I want to I want to give them that immediately. You know, I should just and just think of yourself as your work your workers. We're workers, okay? <laughs> We're music workers. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I uh, 
these <laughs> these kind of ranks, but it went over very nicely. People, you know, saw them, and there were all there were black, you know, tags and 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 gold embossed threads. You know, I had Fred, Fritz and. <laughs> Connie and uh, I can only imagine like you know Led Zeppelin or the or the Rolling Stones with name tags just to remind themselves of who they are. Now you're Keith, right? <laughs> Hi Keith. Oh, Hi man. Mick. It's very nice to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> Probably a good idea. Because yeah, yeah. people forget names, you know. You know they're happening. I forgot the fellow's name, you know, that was interviewing me yesterday. And I, and I, uh, and it's really embarrassing. It's really embarrassing. You've got to know that that must've oh, happened. It happens. Career. It happens to me all the time. And, and the way I get around it, I think this winds up being such a great, a great approach. If my wife is with me, I will, and someone approaches us and I cannot remember their name. Like I'm completely blanking on it. I will say to this person, have you met my wife, Jenny? And Jenny says, and she, and she knows, and she knows enough to say, hi, I'm Jenny. And at that point, that person in almost always says what their name is. Oh yes, uh, Steve. It's very good to meet you. It's, it's, it's like, we've got this orchestrated. So if I forget someone's name, it won't be for very long. It's because it works every time. Well, we do sometimes. <laughs> sometimes I, I, we're sitting here, you know, uh, we meet some new people here in Maine, you know, and uh, we're talking to them. And I'm thinking to myself, man, this is like a George Burns and Gracie Allen. These people, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and the other so, uh, so, yeah, you know, looks at me and smiles and tells you, I, so I said, you like lobsters? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm from Maine. Why would I like that? <laughs> What's wrong with this guy? What's he asking me that for? What did you want to know that for? <laughs> oh, that's what the hell does he need to know that for right now? You know. <laughs> so then I, I figured out. You know, it, it's um, if you say something incongruent in a conversation that is uh, uh you you and, it, and it's funny because it doesn't fit it's wrong it's a long explanation or it's in the wrong context or something that's what makes stuff funny you know <laughs> and uh that's why your guys show is funny because well, they you, you know, because they go like, oh, it's my character. I'm breaking character now, but you can't hear it. <laughs> we're, you know, asking me about a basket. A basket of what? That's what we, you know. Anyway, <laughs> you guys really got it down, you know. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate it. I really do. We've been, I mean, I've been there for a good long time. This, this will be my my 27th year at that radio station. So it's a. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, um, I've got, I'm way out here. You know, in uh, Searsport, Maine. You know, it's not like being in Chicago. I'm out here. Yeah, I'm yeah. out here, and I'm living in this enormous place that was left to my wife. And I fell in love with her. You know, and I started. Uh, I was working at the uh, uh, Bale Resorts as a concierge 
for a meeting service. A meeting service concierge is a very valuable man, was the ombudsman for uh, getting, keeping meetings together and, you know, going, being the in-between between the staff and the people. So I, I worked there for six years and my wife and I lived in a little place and she had just uh, retired. She's a teacher, photographer and mm -hmm. stuff. And uh, I'm, I was waiting just for something to happen, you know. And, you know, and many women before that I've had experience said, no, no, take the chance. You can't quit that job. You can't quit that job, you know. <laughs> and then her, her, her mother-in-law, Jenny, I must mention her. These are all characters. Uh, she was, uh, I, I, she says, we're going, going to Maine, to this place that, we're, that I'm in now. And uh, uh, I says, oh, great, great. Uh, I can take a few weeks off from work. Yes, at the concierge place. And she goes, uh, she's from Brooklyn. She goes, uh, no, we got two weeks ain't going to do it, Fritz. You know, <laughs> not going to do it. I go, what are you talking about? She said, well, you know, tell them you got to take a month off. You got to go, you know, and stop in South Bend, see your mom and everything. And then we're going to continue and drive out to Maine. And we're going to be there a month. You know, she said, you don't need to... Uh, Tell, you know, tell them that it's for family, for family. So I went there and told them and they said, uh, well, you know, we're going to have the, the angelical kids coming in. It's going to be re religious camp here at, at uh, Keystone Resorts. And they're going to be all over. We were very, very busy then. Fritz, you can't have a month, you know, a month. Right. So I... Uh, <laughs> So I go back, I say, Jenny, I can't, I can't go, you know, I just, you and Cynthia just go out there and, and do it without me. She's, so she says to me, her mom says to me, she says, uh, how old are you? How, how the hell old are you? I go, you know, I said, I'm, I'm 62. And she says, well, you go down to the, uh, to, to the social security thing and get a, you know, get uh, get your social security going. I said, what? I can't, I can't you know, I got a job. <laughs> then it seemed like, and then it started raining to me, you know, and uh, so I, 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 I goes, yeah, I gotta quit. I got to quit. I got to quit so I can make music or something, I do something, you know, and it, it ain't this working, you know, for, for other people, making them, you know, rich or whatever. It's a nice service, good to help people, you know, but I'm, it doesn't what I wanted to do. And so I quit on her. And ever since that time, Cindy and I have, you know, been doing everything we want to, everything we want. It's adventures, you know? Yeah. I got a boat sitting out behind the barn, right next to the barn. And it's a 27 foot uh, sailboat with a full keel. Right. It take, yeah, it's right, right next door to me. And I, uh, and I, I had the boat, I bought it four, you know, four years ago 
for a very inexpensive amount, but I haven't done a lot to it. So it sits there. It sits there and it's very hard and expensive to move it, you know? And uh, so, so she says to me, because I, I, I just, I'm going to get the mask, uh, I'm going to take it down the ocean, get the mask put on, and, uh, you know, no one's going to sail the rest of the summer. She says, that's, no, you're not going to do that. And I go, no, you get, no. She says, you're just not. It's just not in you to get it going. <laughs> you know, and I start thinking that, well, there's a monicum of truth there, you know. I've let it be here for four years and haven't done anything to it. So if I was obsessed about the boat, I'd have it going and be on the water and everything. So we decided to give the boat to the boys, the sea scouts. Oh, very good. Yeah. So yeah. The sea, to take it away, you know, have the room back again and uh, it'd be nice. And it would be going to somebody that can use it and will use it. Yeah, that's 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 the way to do it. Hey, listen, yeah. I've I've had a blast talking to you today. This has been uh, this has been a lot Talk of fun. Too much again, right? It's, your fifteen minutes was is I did. It happened yesterday too, man. I'm hey, sorry, listen, I'm long winded. But this I'm is but this is an interview for you know, about you and 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 you were you were I, terrific, and I appreciate it. And again, the the new album it's wonderful, and the old album is also great too. So people need to to rediscover the, the mutants because it's music that's definitely worth listening to. Well, thanks, Ben. It's, uh, re it's really great talking with you and uh, you have a wonderful program. Thank and you. The guy, and the guys that you're working with seem like, man, you know, it's it's great. You're having a good time. Well, we're, we're doing our best. Thank I, you. I'm envious. I'm envious you know? <laughs> <laughs> I like to be doing that every day, yeah. you know? Well, Fritz, it's a real pleasure to talk to you. Hopefully, we can do it again soon sometime. I hope so. All right. Maybe get a little hit or something. I don't know. Yeah, that'd be fine. <laughs> okay. Nice to meet you, Fritz. Thank you. Ciao for now. All right. The name of the new collection from the Mutants is called Curse of the Easily Amused. It's a really great record and a really important one, too. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, like it, share it, review it, tell all your friends about it. You can also reach me at Bax at rock102.com. I'd love to know what you think. And thanks again for listening to Baxi's Musical Podcast.